Hello, and welcome to Keeping Her Keys. Whether you're joining us for the very first time or you're here with us, starting a new season of exploring Hecate and her witchcraft and personal development, healing, and transformation, we welcome you. We are coming to you from the Temple of Good Enough. Not only are we coming to you from the Temple of Good Enough, but we are inviting you into the temple of good enough with us. And like all temples in mystery traditions, ours has a secret verse that you need to recite to join us. And it is this, I am good. I am enough. I abide in the temple of good enough. And we keep our keys, our own keys, there is so much in the world today that puts pressure on us to fall into the trap, which is truly in the realm of the shadow, this trap of perfectionism. And that can paralyze us so that we don't do the things that bring us meaning and connection, like our witchcraft, our rituals, our devotional acts, because we think things have to be perfect. And in the temple of good enough, we don't strive for perfection. We tr strive for wholeness. And I want that, like, I just want to broadcast this message throughout the witch world, you know, that the temple of good enough, like we have capacities. We may be infinite beings on the deeper plane, but in the physical world, we have limits. We have demands on our time. We have physical abilities. We have psychological considerations. We have family obligations. We got, we got the things, you know, we're not all dwelling in a cave with a bank account that has nine figures in it, that we can just do everything all the time and be the perfect social media sort of Hecatean witch. Like, that's not realistic. And I think that veers into toxic positivity. And it reminds me of some of that stuff. Do y'all remember, like, back in the 2000s, when a certain someone, you know, she was really preaching the dogma of you can do anything, you can be anybody, answer your calling, you can achieve great, you know, you can achieve all these things, which I think in one sense, I think that's a good message. But Eve, I remember even back then, but I was like, but within what you're capable of and within what you are called to do in this life, you know, like it's not, you know, we all can't be the super duper swamp witch who also has an unlimited bank account. Um, so I just want you to come into the temple of good enough with us hang out here. We're going to light our candles. So if you've got a candle handy, we invite you to ignite the sacred flame with us as we do our simple, very good enough ritual. Because as we all know, intention and energy are everything. And as much as we love our candles and all of our magical things, it is our will that really makes all the difference in witchcraft and will don't cost a dime. So let's start by cleansing the space with that counterclockwise motion, just releasing anything that you want to let go of, 
I really am looking forward to releasing the rest of this cold. And now let's cast the protective and connective circle around us clockwise. Just aligning us here in the temple of good enough to each other, you know, to the, we freely share here in our temple, what we know, what we don't know, and just to being real with each other as we, of course, hail our beloved Hecate, other goddesses and all the spirits and the plants and the stones and the animals, all of our wonderful companions as we walk this very crooked path. We thought we would begin with a reading of a witch's prayer, the witch's prayer to Hecate from the Keeping Her Keys book. Mighty Hecate, queen of the witches, blessed am I to call myself one of your chosen. Mighty Hecate, queen of the witches, you are both the dark and the light. You are the way and you are the light along it. My queen, holder of the keys of all creation. Mighty Hecate, queen of the witches, I stand before you, we stand before you in this liminal space that you created for us alone, but also together. Here in this place of the in-between, I feel the energy of the world. I see the vision of the future. I hold the wisdom of the past. Mighty Hecate, queen of the witches, you have bestowed upon me the power of the witch. Through the gifts of your sacred keys, I'm the walker between worlds, the spinner of the web of fate, the knower of your secrets, the student of your mysteries, the giver of your healing. Mighty Hecate, queen of the witches, my journey is a blessed one. Each key you give me unlocks great power. Grateful I am for all of your keys. The key of acceptance for that which I cannot change. The key of courage to overcome adversity. The key of kindness for myself and others. The key of pain through which I discovered my own strength. The key of suffering in which I have found healing. The key of peace that brings me contentment. The key of wisdom so that I may live a life of truth. Mighty Hecate, Queen of the Witches. Our witch's journey is a blessing through the darkness of the underworld up to the heights of the heavens and the balance of everyday life. Through all situations, we honor you. In all ways, we honor you. For all of time, Eternal Queen, we honor you. Hail Hecate. Hail Hecate. Hail Hecate. So in the spirit of being authentic here in our temple of good enough, there is a typo in this poem. And I mean, the four of us have talked about it before. It's caused me a great deal of embarrassment. And also, since it's temple of good enoughing, it's also has a little bit of magic for me, you know, in that kind of a key of imperfection, you know, that... You know, Brené Brown <clears throat> wrote The Gifts of Imperfection, which is such a phenomenal work, and she's such an amazing researcher. But I think of that little extra why in that poem, which has no place being there. I 
don't know how it got there as a little bit of magic that just says you are not meant to be perfect you are meant to be whole and of course i'm paraphrasing that from the amazing jane fonda um who you know that saying is often credited to her so since we're launching a new season um especially after last season when you all really became like like wish fulfillers like i thought i wanted the podcast to be you know, this amazing group of witches that we talked about real things that were important to us in all areas of our lives, whether it's making spells or our identities or, you know, how to heal from trauma. And last, we really, like the four of us really started to come together through the pod last year. And I know we had some guests on the pod last year and they were fabulous, but I'm like, this year, I want it to kind of just be us. And also, we're going to be bringing in um, some other of the members of the Mistai, which is the the the, uh, the guides who help us with Covina, the, the, uh, the coven, the online coven. So I don't know. I'm just really, I'm just like, this is exactly what I wanted it to be. I am happy. I don't know. Do y'all ever have moments like that when you're like, Hecate gave me this vision of this thing and now the thing is happening and life is good. No matter what else is going on, I feel like I am aligned to my purpose. It, even though it is very messy in the, here in the temple of good enough and everything is always crooked and sometimes I put my shirt on backwards. Um, but I feel like I'm aligned to my purpose. I don't know, Kristen, does that make sense? That makes so much sense. And I'm just thinking about for me, like imperfection in a lot of ways is authenticity, right? And that I think there's just so much medicine and like being yourself and being unique. I mean, not just like through your own experiences, but through others witnessing your experiences and who you are, right? There's beauty in the imperfections. There's so much beauty in imperfection. I just think that's so powerful what you just said. And allowing others to witness our, our true selves. I mean, of course, when it's safe, right? Because it's not always safe. Right. But here in the temple of good enough, if you're sharing in this conversation with us, you know, you can email me and connect and share your experiences. I love it when you do. And we often are very inspired by the emails that come in and what we talk about on the pod. But this whole thing about beauty and imperfection and... I don't know. I just kind of want to share that the world is really rough right now, like politically climate change. Like, I mean, climate change is just like slapping us in the face, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And, you know, all of these things that are happening in the world and just, yeah, to be imperfect, imperfectly whole and beautiful. Yeah. So Liz as the queen, the high priestess of stones, and other assorted spirits yes <laughs> so liz is also for me my often go-to reliable source when i am like oh, what the is happening in the world liz is an informed human being and which sometimes i'm not i'm not i won't claim to be always informed but i do try to keep myself <laughs> base level informed base level informed because i need yeah. to know things once in a while um like how do you 
and you, you know, like you own multiple businesses. So you've got Materia Magicaea and then you've mm -hmm. got your beautiful thread business as well. So you, yeah, Stitchy Box. Yep. So you are out in the world all the time working with customers, doing all these things. So not just like you're politically informed, but you're also like of the world. Of I, the I world. am very much the middle world person, I think, in this group. Like I. <laughs> I think that's a good way to put it. You're the middle world person. Yeah. Um. So I think for me, it's about like finding small moments to appreciate my witchiness. Um. You know, it's I can't always, rarely spend more than maybe half an hour doing something for me because I've got too much to do for other people, which is a choice that I've made. Right? Like we all make choices in our lives. And, um, you know, honestly, part of my devotional practice is actually doing my businesses. It is the work I do for my businesses, because I think in a lot of ways it provides a sort of, like, I don't want to sound like I'm on a high horse, but I think I provide a service that makes people's lives a little bit prettier, a little bit better. And I think there's value in that. Um, and so for me, doing a good job at that is part of my devotional practice. Um, but when I try to try to eke out a corner for myself, I so often fall into the trap of, oh my God, I don't have the time to do this the way I want to do it. Mm -hmm. So am I going to do it at all? Right? Like mm -hmm. I don't have the time to set up the beautiful altar and prepare all the things perfectly. And over the years, I've just had to accept that like, you know, something you said earlier, you know, it was kind of just a, a ping line, but the intention is the thing, right? Like the beautiful bits around the practice or the devotion or the spell, you know, they help, but the intention is the key. So if my intention is there and the spell looks a little wonky or the altar looks a little wonky, then that's just the way it was meant to be. And that's, that's the way it is, you know? You can't do everything, but you can try to do your best. And that's where it kind of landed. I think that's so true. And I really value like your approach to witchcraft. Like I'm thinking about your spell of the year and how you went about that, which is a really unique take on it and something I would never think of. So I learned a lot. You know, from you what want me you to did. tell people what it was. I want yes, I was trying. I wasn't gonna put you. I wasn't gonna say it in case you didn't want to share what it is. But I think it's like we need to like this is an amazing spell technique. So, um, as we mentioned, my other business is a is Stitchy Box. It's a thread business, um, and I cross stitch um, for models and I um, skein up thread. And so, what I did is I saved clippings from all of the skeining of the thread so taking the large hanks and making them into the things that I sell um, I saved all that because that's time right that's time me working through the business that's me doing my work and that those clippings were the basis of my spell for this year uh, because there's so much of my own energy and kind of the the type of energy that I wanted to bring into that spell of doing the work and being committed and kind of sticking with the thing um yeah so that's that's the base if you want to see it i can actually show it to you because it's sitting right next to me oh yeah show it. We have to, so if you are just listening you won't be able to see it but that's fine we'll, it, so we'll i will describe it. it to you um <laughs> so it's a mason jar 
and all the bits in here are the um the end pieces from different skeins mm. that i made over the year um and it's actually kind of a common practice for stitchers to keep like uh we call them orts um it's just the term uh the little ratty bits of thread at the end of a project and people make ornaments out of them or whatever so this is kind of a witchy way to use those orts um and then i just put some stones i've got like my actual spell paper um and then this just sits on my altar and that's my spell of the year so i love that i keep my spell of the year close to me too i think we're doing um in covina this year that's capricorn new moon i think that sounds right that's yeah, it's usually in that region somewhere yeah so we're doing them in conjunction with the wheel of the year so i don't know i'm really looking forward to the spell of the year i'm starting to think about it already so what else have we been up to i'm just thinking like in the, i'm looking around the temple of good enough and like what else can we share with them in the little bit of time we've got left for today um May, I don't know. You're looking around inside the temple of good enough too. What else do you see that you'd like to share? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> my temple of good enough is also my office where I work 75% um, of the time um, because I have a 75% work from home job. Um, and it is also kind of a catch-all storage <laughs> room. <laughs> and so uh, I often think, you know, wouldn't this be nice if I had the time to clean it up and make it look very pretty and have all this extra space and room to move around. And, um, you know, I have my space clear in front of my Hecate altar and I have enough space to have my things there and to do the things that I need to do. And that's good enough. Uh, you know, I am also like Liz and have a lot of things going on out in the world. And um, I'm not always able to do my practices at my altar like I would like to. And so it ends up being things like, you know, I, I recite a little prayer when I make my coffee or I, um, you know, do something in the shower to align my, you know, my three selves or I devote the work that I do, either my paid work or my work for the union or my work in my some of my other volunteer capacities, you know, to Hecate and to serve justice. Um, so, yeah, I think like sometimes we just have to make the space where we can. We can't always have the like you said, we can't always have the Insta pretty altars and lives, right? We have messy lives. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, and I also think about how, you know, when you're out in nature, right. And we, and, you know, I won't, I don't want to speak for all witches, but I, my spiritual practice is so tied to being out in nature. And when you're out in nature, like if you saw some tree, for example, that was free of imperfections and was symmetrical and, you know, just perfect, like you would think there's something wrong with that tree. Mm. Right. And so I'm thinking about how do I reclaim that crooked, crazy, asymmetrical wildness in myself and how do I embrace that? And I think that's going to be my goal in this coming this coming season is just reclaiming some of that, that allowing myself to be a little wild and a little crooked and a little misshapen and beautiful in that way, that messy way. So with a few burls i love burls mm -hmm. i can imagine that Me we've too. all got our burls on us here and there mm -hmm. <laughs> which adds value and beauty right like a, the burl is an imperfection in terms of i think like the tree like physiology isn't it mm -hmm. yeah, but yeah it's, it's like the an burl injury. is the most 
prize part of any tree. So, I mean, there mm-hmm. it shows you. Pay attention to nature, witches. I don't know. For me, what's pinging is like the alder trees and the poplar trees that kind of blanket my property because of where I live. And they're also crooked and funny and misshapen. And I just, like, I effing love those trees. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you're, yeah, I love your kind of your personal invocation that you want to be more like those trees, like being crooked and a little wild and maybe your roots trip some other people, but it shows them that they better watch where they're going. Mm-hmm. I love that. Okay. So you can be a tree. Yeah. <laughs> we have to be a Yay. talking tree. That's my lifelong dream. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's just something that I think we're all sharing that I want to loop back to is just this idea of the temple of good enough, like is us, right? Like we are the temple. So if, you know, our office is cluttered, my office is super small, my, you know, because I took the smallest bedroom in the house for my office and I love it. Um, Liz, you know, like there's no separation for you between your work, like you're bringing beauty and meaning whether it's selling thread or magical supplies and may you're doing this through your paid work, your work with the union um, and your other organizations that you contribute to. And Kristen, you're doing this in the most amazing way with baking, like being a pastry chef Mm -hmm. and putting that kind of magical touch like on all your cakes I've seen so many pictures of your cakes and I'm like oh but she puts like each little croissant it feels like an act of devotion I don't know does it feel like that sometimes to you yeah 100 percent. you put love in the food you know and this is the thing like I would love to have like this you know like booming career but like I'm content I'm content like just doing the thing and making the things and bringing a little bit of joy to somebody's day and I want to add one thing to all of this, like, like the thing that I'm sitting with, listening to you all talk, and I think that I might carry into this year is like having as much compassion for myself as I do for others, mm-hmm. especially when I make mistakes. That's so yeah. true. You know, in the temple of good enough, we own our mistakes. We apologize when it's required, when we goof up, because everybody goofs up. Mm-hmm. And we learn from them Mm -hmm. and we also like give mercy to people who aren't perfect Mm -hmm. you know even sometimes when they befuddle us or they hurt us you know but it's also in the temple of good enough boundaries are important so you know there's a lot to abiding here one thing I want people to really be kind of aware of is that we're not advocating for being a slacker witch Like there's a difference between yeah. saying this is what I'm capable of doing. I am I am realistic that I am a magical being, and even so, I have limits in the mundane realm. And this one is time; the other is often resources. Mm-hmm. It's not about being a slacker and saying like good enough doesn't mean like you slap a sticker on a candle and you say good enough, and then you go back to playing. I don't know what are you playing. Do people still play like Tetris? 
I don't know, whatever it is people play. I, I don't Honey, know. What, what are you doing? What are I you play Tetris, Liz. <laughs> you what I'm trying to say, Liz. Help me out, Liz. No, I think that, I mean, I I totally get what you're, what you're saying. And like, there, for me, it's, it's kind of walking the tightrope of pushing myself and challenging myself without being unnecessarily cruel to myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, circling back to what Kristen said, I think like a really revolutionary act is requiring that you treat yourself the way your best friend would want you to be treated. Oh, that's mm-hmm. so good. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, think about the person who, who really cares about you the most and how would they ask that you treat yourself and then do that thing. Like, that's, it, it's kind of, like I think it's revolutionary. Like, it, it will change your whole brain. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think at the same time, your best friend would also want you to push yourself, right? right. They would want you to try They would want you to like accept, yes, accept your capacity, but also acknowledge that you are capable of trying harder uh, maybe or doing something different or seeing if you can stretch yourself. Like there's such a a realm of difference between I'm not going to kill myself for this and eh, that's fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like playing Tetris. There's nothing wrong with playing playing Tetris. You know that I enjoy my action RPGs. So I I am not going to tell people not to play video games because I, I would be a hypocrite. I used to play Tetris on the Nintendo when I was pregnant like 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. I, I love Tetris. I love Tetris. Hail Tetris. Hail um, Tetris. But I struggle with moving a character in 3D space. So that's why I don't play RPGs. <laughs> I wish I could. <laughs> Oh, you have that too? Because I, 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 yeah. I like that's weird. Yeah, I don't know. It, does, it looks weird to me. Mm-hmm. It's struggle. I can't do the first person stuff. Like first person mm-hmm. stuff. Like for some reason, it breaks my eyeballs. So yeah, because be you already person. are first person. Yeah, there's something about like the visual field. Like you aren't yeah. seeing enough or something. Okay, yeah, so now I this has devolved into a video game podcast. <laughs> we apologize, which is not everybody's into video games, but some of us really are. So. You're in the temple of good enough. <laughs> we are all the devotion, You do your spells, and we also have a game gaming room <laughs> where I'm playing Tetris. That's right. When I'm not busy doing being high, headmistress and high priestess and all the other things I do. But um, I think thinking about yourself, like thinking of yourself as the temple, also allows mm-hmm. you to say, like, all of these things are are can be sacred, right? right. Like. The making of a coffee can be sacred. The packaging mm-hmm. of an order can be sacred. The making of a croissant can be sacred. The playing of Tetris can be sacred. Like all of these things can be magical if we just choose to to frame them that way in our minds. Like right. a lot of a lot of things about witchcraft are a choice, right? Mm-hmm. Like a choice of how you think about things. Mm-hmm. It's so, yeah. I think that's the thing I I I like to put out into the world. It's like everything can be magical if you choose to have it be magical right the world is already enchanted it's up to us to connect with that enchantment i mean that's how i see the world um and we're all we were having this conversation earlier today that really touched me it wasn't just us it was all of the the mistai group and we were talking about the times that we felt that hecate like compelled us or almost like we were forced 
by something greater than us to give up something to release something we really didn't want to let go of and I thought that conversation was so powerful and I mean we'll be talking about that more I think in the new moon salon that's coming up so if you're in Comina we'll be talking about that more but for me this kind of valuing what we need to let go of and valuing our diversity and who we are like in seeing ourselves as the temple I think is so important and, and that of course often includes like our uniqueness and celebrating our uniqueness at the same time of realizing like here in the temple of good enough chances are someone else is very much like you in our temple mm -hmm. right um that we are I don't even know what the right word is. We would, we are not like, we don't strive for mediocrity. How's that? <laughs> and I, even in our very existence, we tend to be like liminal beings, right? Like outside of like narrow restrictive parameters that would be more the societal norms. And May, you used a term that I thought I'd never heard it before. Um, you said that you were neuro spicy yeah. and I really feel in the, so that's neuro, like neurological spicy as in full of flavor and tasty. Um, <laughs> and I, I've never heard it before, but I think in the temple of good enough, we're all a little, at least a little neuro spicy. Do you want to talk a little bit about more what that means to you? Yeah. So, um, you know, I have my diagnoses, right. But like, I like using that term because it doesn't sound so clinical. It doesn't, you know, but I have like these little quirks with my brain. That's like, oh, if I put something away, then it ceases to exist. Like I did not ever get that object permanence thing that toddlers usually acquire at some point. Like I don't have that, I feel like. <laughs> so um, hence the clutter in the office, <laughs> but, um, but um, yeah. And so that's kind of where I brought it up in the conversation today was, I was talking about this lovely tincture that I made and then I put in the dark space to cure and then I kind of forget that it exists until I go into that cupboard for something else and then I'm like oh there's that tincture I should take some of that and then somebody else had brought up that plant that I made the tincture out of and that's what made me remember that I mean I had completely forgotten it existed until this person said oh I love this plant. And I'm like, I have a tincture made from that plant that I made like two years ago that's like sitting in the corner of a cupboard somewhere, you know? Like, so yeah. I think that's such a temple of good enough moment mm -hmm. though, because for me, and then, then I was like, then I stumbled into the conversation and I was like, oh, is it that? Or did the potion just not want you to see it? Because there's always that element of mystery and, you know, what is uh, deeper and more ma magical. So it's like, yes, object permanence may be slippery for you, but that seems very like mystical and witchy because of course the thing is not the thing. It just pops in when I need it. Like yes. you said. <laughs> it's not the thing. I don't know. So yes. So we, we've talked a little bit about what we value here in our personal temple of good enough and also in Covina, which is our coven temple. Um, I hope we've inspired you to maybe see yourself a little bit differently and join us at least in spirit in the temple of good enough. We talked about how we bring the temple of good enough to our paid employment, to our personal practices. 
um, what are what is really key for us going forward in the temple of good enough, what we might want to nourish. May is going to be a tree. Hopefully we'll, we can get a voice coach to help us understand if we don't understand tree. I don't know. I might be moss, but I think Liz would take moss from me because Liz loves moss. I do love moss. Well, I love moss because moss grows on stones and we all know I love stones. So see, and I love it because it grows on trees. So that's right. and stones. So it is. I love it because it's really old. Mm -hmm. Scorpio. Scorpio rising. <laughs> All right, Kristen, why do you love moss? Because apparently we all must love moss today. <laughs> yes, Kristen, tell us why you love moss. I don't, I, moss is like primordial. It is. Moss is ancient. See, this is how conversations go in the temple of good enough. We start. <laughs> we take a detour to video games. We end up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. we end up with moss, which to me is like the ancient mother connector i don't know i just mm -hmm. love moss um mm -hmm. so i hope you've been a little bit inspired and i hope you'll keep coming back for new episodes we're going to be doing things in kind of an order for the next several months uh you if you've been around the pod for a while we uh angela natividad and i actually did a series on different titles of hecate and different goddesses linked to those titles. We did that series in 2022. And then um, we stopped doing that series. So we're we're going back to that series and exploring more of these titles of Hecate and goddesses that are also associated with that title of Hecate. So that's what we'll be doing. If you have the Entering Hecate's Cave book, uh, Angela and I roughly covered most of the first half of the book up to the chapter entitled Chthonia, which means basically she of the earth or underworld goddess. Um, so we're picking it up from Chthonia. We have some episodes already recorded. I think I did Chthonia by myself, didn't I? I think I did. I remember yeah. that. I did it by myself. Um, <laughs> and then we've got one on Hecate. We've got a... a and, so that's part of a series that we did. We've got six episodes, I believe, on Hecate, Persephone, and Demeter, mm -hmm. exploring the titles of Chthonia, Lampadios, and Baboraforba. So that's what you'll be getting in the coming weeks, as well, of course, as meditations and more. Um, we're exploring. We're also going to dive into Hecate's connection with Artemis and Selene that maps onto the chapters in the cave book entitled Scotia, Paonios, and Psychopomp. And then we're going to be finishing up in the spring with the final chapters in that book and revisiting the first chapter, which is Anima Mundi. Um, so we've got, this is, I wanted us to do really an homage to the Entering Hecate's Cave chapter titles because those epithets are so evocative and i know they from i know baboraforba is one that lights up for all of us which means the filth eater um and and you know you'll they'll, you'll see some that you're familiar with like lampadios the torchbearer but also baboraforba which you may never have heard before so we'll be exploring those doing episodes on those every month 
uh, probably coming every two weeks or so with some goodies thrown in between. As always, if you have a question you'd like us to dive into, you can send an email to info at keepingherkeys.com. If you want to send me a voice memo, I love that even more than just a regular email. And if you are called to join us in Covina, you can uh, go to the covinainstitute.com slash members and uh, figure out what method of joining might be right for you. We've got a great Samhain season that we're launching kind of in conjunction with starting the new season of the pod. We're doing the evocation for Hecate suitable for any right live in a ritual tomorrow during eclipse season. I like to start things during eclipse season. Like if it can't be a Scorpio something, I'll take an eclipse. <laughs> it's just, I'm a lunar gal. What can I say? I need it darker. Um, Hail Leonard Cohen. So yeah, so check us out. And as always, you can go to keepingherkeys.com to find absolutely everything. Thanks so much for spending this time with us in the Temple of Good Enough. And hail Hecate. <laughs>